0: Before I begin my homily, just a word of thanks, really, to God for the Supreme Court decision on Friday overturning Roe. There are no coincidences. Friday was the solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. This is really the triumph of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, who has a love for his people, especially the most vulnerable. Well, this is great news to be celebrated. We remember this Supreme Court decision doesn't ban abortion in the United States, but rather sends the regulation of abortion back to the states. Early estimates are that 20 to 26 states will have restrictions on abortion, but several states will still have broad access to abortion, so people will simply have to travel across state lines in some circumstances to receive an abortion. Sadly, some corporations have already announced that they will even pay the travel expenses for employees to get an abortion. Here in Kansas, this emphasizes the importance of passing the Value-Them-Both Amendment on August 2nd. If Value-Them-Both Amendment doesn't pass, Kansas will become one of the most radical pro-abortion states similar to New York. We'll have unrestricted access to abortion here in Kansas. We need to mobilize our people of goodwill to vote yes this summer to pass the Value them Both Amendment. Now, just a word about the gospel. This is shocking. Do you know the average person supposedly makes 35,000 decisions every day? From the moment we wake up, we start making decisions. Am I going to hit this news alarm and roll over? Or am I going to get out of bed? But the most important decision of our life, and really that we're called to make every day, is our response to Jesus' invitation to come follow me. It is a matter of life and death. Jesus is the way to eternal life. So this decision on whether to follow Jesus has eternal consequences. Now, let me emphasize this. No one is excluded from this invitation. Each person is called to follow Jesus, and we're called to make a personal decision to follow Jesus. I tell our young people, your parents can't live your faith for you. When you go off to college, you have to personally decide if you're going to follow Jesus. Now, some of us may question, could God really be calling me? I'm too young, or I'm too old, or you don't know what I've done in my life. I'm not worthy, and on and on. No one is excluded from this call. Well, what does it mean to really follow Jesus? I ran across a true story in the Reader's Digest about a Catholic advertising executive. Well, at a breakfast meeting one morning, she shared with her colleagues that she was feeling this inner emptiness. And to her surprise, one of her colleagues said, well, do you want to fill it? Of course I do, she said. He looked at her and replied, Then start each day with an hour of prayer. She looked at him and said, you got to be kidding. If I tried that, I'd go off my rocker. Her friend smiled and said, that's exactly what I thought 20 years ago. And then he said something that really made her think. He said, you're trying to fit God into your life. Instead, you should be trying to fit your life around God. What does it mean to follow Jesus? It means we stop trying to fit Jesus into our life and we make Jesus the center of our life. We fit our lives around Jesus. Now, once we make this fundamental decision to follow Jesus, the gospel makes three points about discipleship. First, expect sacrifice. Jesus never promised us a life of ease and comfort. He says, foxes have dens, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. In just a couple of weeks, I'm going to be going with a group to a Catholic education conference, and I was thinking, oh, this is going to be kind of a nice getaway. Maybe we'll be staying at a nice Marriott or a nice comfortable conference hotel. Turns out we're staying in a college dorm, and we're advised to bring our shower shoes. Jesus never promised luxury. Don't we all know the truth here that we have to make sacrifices in life for anything that's worthwhile? So first, there's a cost to discipleship. Expect sacrifice. Secondly, there's an urgency about our discipleship. In the gospel, this man isn't even allowed to go home and say goodbye to his family. And no, you can't even first bury your father. This isn't a decision we can put off. There's an urgency about following the Lord lots of us perhaps are procrastinators but we can't afford to be a procrastinator when it comes to our faith the only time we have is the present now if we start to think well oh i'll get religious when i get older we're being duped we don't even know if tomorrow's going to happen we don't know when we're going to die we can't put off following the lord now maybe in the next step jesus is calling you to make in your spiritual life is to go to confession That's something easy to put off. We avoid doing things we really don't want to do. Well, what's the message this Sunday? Now is the time. There's an urgency to get right with the Lord and to follow Jesus. Finally, discipleship means we have to say no at times to a lot of good things because we've said yes to the one thing necessary. There's a story about a man who was put in charge of a lighthouse and he was given enough oil to run the lighthouse for one month and was told at all costs, keep the light burning at night. Well, a woman came and asked for some oil to keep her children warm to heat her house. Then a farmer came. His son needed oil for a lamp, so his son could study. Another needed some oil for an engine. Before the end of the month, the oil tank and the lighthouse went dry, and the beacon went dark. And sure enough, three ships crashed on the rocks, and hundreds of lives were lost. We have to say no to many good things because we've said yes to something greater, to the one thing necessary. Is it good to bury the dead? Absolutely. It's a corporal work of mercy. But it's even more important to follow Jesus. Is it good to say goodbye to our family and have good family relationships? Absolutely. But not even that is important as following Jesus. Soren Kierkegaard said, The saint is one who is able to will the one thing. The one thing is to follow Jesus. You know, most of us fill this pool in our life in many good directions. Are sports good? Absolutely. Are dance competitions good? Absolutely. Is entertainment part of a healthy, balanced life? Absolutely. But when those things begin encroaching on our ability to follow Jesus and even to fulfill our Sunday obligation, then we have to say no to a lot of these good things because we've said yes to the Lord. We need to give ourselves permission to say no and to take back control of our lives and to put first things first. We don't want to just try to squeeze Jesus into our lives. We don't want to just try to fit Jesus into our lives. But we're called to fit our lives around Jesus.